Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. No, if we're not. If, if we're not shooting down the satellite because we're worried about it hurting innocent people, just wait till it's over Washington, D.C. Then shoot it down there. Then then we're going to be good to go. <laughs> Dear handsome author, you talk about saving parts of the country that can be saved all the time. I'm curious if you were the dictator of America and could do whatever you wanted, what would you do with those parts of the country that cannot be saved? Well, it's not that I think they couldn't be saved if I was dictator. I could certainly save them. I'd have them shaped up for you know what. It's just that we don't exist in that kind of a system. And listen, this is a this is something we talk about this a lot. There's an undercurrent on the right right now, an understandable undercurrent that thinks we can't fix any of this. Nothing can be fixed. It's all hopeless. It's all broken beyond repair. And we might as well start a civil war. We might as well start fighting. We might as well start shooting. We might as well start doing something. But listen, one, it's not true. We haven't even attempted to fix this by voting yet. You can tell because of the participation in Republican primaries, the embarrassingly low participation in Republican primaries. We haven't even attempted to create an anti-communist party yet. We don't show up to vote. That's one. Two, if maybe you're one of those people who said that. we Look, we've all thought it briefly. Maybe you're one of those people who said it. Oh, I'm ready for the shooting to start. I've had enough. Something like that, to that effect. I love history. You love history. You know why I know you love history? Because the history segments, whenever I do them on the show, might be one of the most popular things we do on the show. Everyone actually loves history. The people who don't just had crappy history teachers. You never had it presented to you in a way at all that was interesting. It was it was Dr. Johnson got with General MacArthur, and then they moved to 4,000 troops up. Oh, my gosh. Tell me the story. Anyway, anyway. The history of the world shows us something. It shows us that it's very, very difficult to kill your way out of a bad political situation. Very difficult to kill an idea. You hear this a lot, and most of the time it's tongue-in-cheek, I realize that. Hey, let's start throwing them out of helicopters. You know, that's a reference to Pinochet and Chile and how they had to fight a, a revolution against their communists. And they did. They chucked a bunch of communists out of helicopters and, and tortured a bunch and killed a bunch and stuff like that. And so the right will use that as an example. Man, historically, by the way, there weren't that many. They didn't kill their way to freedom in Chile, yeah, they had a little counter-revolution where they get dumped that communist piece of trash Allende, and they did kill some, but a lot of the whole killing down there have been, it's been inflated by America's communist education system because our law, our professors, our school teachers, they sympathize with the communists more than Pinochet, so they present it, they even call it the caravan of death. When you hear they call, the caravan of death, oh my gosh, and then you look into, well, how many communists did Pinochet kill? 
three or four thousand. That's not nothing. I'm not saying it's nothing, but it's not. When I hear caravan of death, the first time I heard it, I thought, man, had to be half a million Chileans, Chileans, Chris. I don't know how to say it. Look, sea bass. I don't know. Either way, it's difficult to kill your way out of a problem. History says that's difficult. We have to win other ways. We have to reshape the culture. That's the real way we'll find true victory in the end. We reshape the culture by taking back the education system, taking back local politics, producing alternate options when it comes to the economy, when it comes to entertainment. There's a a brand new batch of complaints out there about some new Disney Plus show. What's it called again, Chris? You brought it up to me. Proud something. What's it called? Proud Family. And I could play this clip for you, but I'm not going to bother. There's this there's this long clip of, and it's all this, America's racist, we need reparations, but it's all this crap. And it's the new outrage today of people were screaming, how can you produce this stuff? This is terrible. This is, well, what it's doing is it's influencing the future. If we have, picture this, this is what I mean by we can't kill our way out. Right now what we have is an entire generation of Americans being educated by our schools, our entertainment system, even our sports, our government, that America sucks, America's evil, America's this, diversity's what matters, inclusion's what matters, but America sucks because we don't do those things, burn the whole country to ash. Okay, we've got an entire culture being taught these things. What if it was Dictator Jesse uh, 20 years from now? Okay, so 20 years from now, Dictator Jesse takes over. I'm 61. Can I get in there? Let's set morals aside for a moment. Let's say there there is no right, no wrong, no morals. Can I get in there and kill my way back to the country I want? No. No, you can't. The ideas, the philosophies, the ideology, they're woven into your population by that point in time. You can't rip it out without tearing the whole blanket up. We must begin... By doing our own weaving. Our own weaving begins with our children, with our families. It begins in the schools. It begins by producing our own versions of entertainment. I try, and I, believe me, I don't consider myself some some leader or, or, or some kind of, I don't consider myself the tip of the spear in this, but part of the reason I try to keep the show funny and fun and entertaining and historically is I want... I want kids to listen to the show with their parents. I want these ideas to be entertaining and interesting for people. I love the emails I get. I listen with my son. I listen with my daughter. We listen as a family. We listen while we drive to school. I love that. That's that's something that they really should have built a statue to Rush Limbaugh. And I really mean this. Uh, look, for, if for no other reason than as a symbol to the next generation. We, we don't do symbolism well. Speaking of symbolism, we've been talking about it a lot. We don't do that well. The communists do it very well. There are multiple statues in this country of St. George Floyd. I'm not even making that up. There are. That's embarrassing. There are multiple statues of George Floyd and not one of Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was great for many reasons. The voice, you can't even duplicate that friggin' voice. The voice and the ideas... But Rush Limbaugh was great, in my personal opinion, because Rush Limbaugh was entertaining enough to get normal people and kids listening to his show 
absorbing the ideas in weaving better ideas into the culture. That is what we need. But we don't like to say that. It doesn't sound tough. And it doesn't, the problem is it doesn't sound easy. Frankly, civil war sounds easier, right? Oh, let's arm it up and get it over with. Which that would be the most horrible thing in the world, by the way. But ah, screw it. We're taking up arms. That sounds easier and faster than, no, we're going to run for school board for the next 50 years and take over the education system. That sounds like so much work, doesn't it? Here we are, man. 200 pounds overweight. Let ourselves go for a long time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to start going on walks. I'm not going to skip the cookies. I'm just going to go get lap band surgery in Mexico. Just lose it all. I'm not, I'm not dogging on your lap band surgery. I realize there have been a lot of success and stuff like that with that, but you see the idea. There is one way that will lead to a truly healthier, better life. Start working out more, eating better. And then there's one way that's, I mean, yeah, it costs a lot, but it just it's faster and easier. It gives it to me now. One way is a permanent healthy lifestyle. The other way is not. We can't kill people to get to where we want to go. Very rarely in history has that ever worked out at all. Killing people to get where you want to go. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, So, By the way, back to your question, your original question. What do you do with the parts of the country that can be saved? Look, we began culturally. It begins with the education system. Frankly, even before the education system, it begins with the prioritizing of the American family. The American family, that's the ultimate antidote to communism. We don't want to talk about it because it gets so uncomfortable these days. You don't want to sound like you're lecturing anyone or looking down on anyone. I don't give a crap if you take this as a lecture or looking down on it at all. At all, That's not what it is, but I don't care if that's how you take it. We will get our way out of communism in this country when Americans get married and make anti-communist babies. Get married, stay married, Make babies, raise them with values. That child you're raising right now with values, you know they're never going to be a communist, right? Communism is for the malcontents, for the people who didn't have that guidance. But that's such a, again, that's such a large, large, long, hard slog. How do we begin that? Well, one step at a time, right? Begins in our own house, one step at a time. Hey, you fighting back against the corporate world? You want these changes to happen? I want these changes to happen. But do I put my money where my morals are? I will tell you, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'm trying to be better. Where do you have your cell phone service? That's I bring this up all the time. It's such an easy one. Because, simply because Pure Talk makes it cake. You don't have to change phones. You don't have to change phone numbers. You spend 10 minutes on the phone with Pure Talk, and just like that, you're not sending money to a communist company every month anymore? Instead, you're supporting a patriotic company that loves you? Ten minutes? Are we really interested in fighting the anti-communist battles we have to fight if we can't take ten minutes on the phone and speak to an American customer service representative at Pure Talk? Pick up your phone, dial pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an extra 50% off your first month. Dial pound 
250 say Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remembering you can email during the show. That's fine. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. One more thing on this. You know, how do we fix the country? Where does it begin? Remember, remember Yuri Bezmanov. I've played this clip for you a thousand times. Former KGB. It was his job to bring communism into the West. He defected to the West, sat down, gave a fascinating interview in 1984. I'm going I'm to play a little bit of this interview for you now, explaining what they did here and why they did it. And you can listen to this and you can cringe and you can be sad or bummed out. It's a little long. It's like two minutes long. But what you should be doing on top of all that and learning and learning about history we should also be adopting these tactics because we are now, we are now the rebels. We are now the revolutionaries. Your culture is gone. It's been replaced. They took it over. Okay. It sucks. But now we got to take it back. How do we take it back? Well, why don't we do what they did? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. Even if I took him to the Soviet Union and showed him a concentration camp, he would refuse to believe it. Why? Because the demoralization process in this country 
has been completed. Keep in mind, this video was shot 40 years ago. We are 40 years past that now. Now, what evidence do we see of that here in the country? I can't think of anything. Can you? What evidence have we seen of Americans being so demoralized, being so broken down, that they can be presented with actual information, black and white truth. It can, it can bludgeon them in the face, and they still will refuse to believe it. Well, we certainly haven't seen any evidence of that, have we? I know from my Twitter feed uh, that many of you have wondered why I have been off the air for a little while. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, it was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean, could is the key word here, that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room, and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. We certainly aren't demoralized here. There certainly aren't Americans here who can stare the truth in the face and then say, no, 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 the sky is green, huh? All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's go to breakfast burritos and Winston Churchill. And still so much more coming after that on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Let's go to you and your sagging testosterone levels. What Sagging, I'll be honest with you, if I had to do that over again, I wouldn't have put... I wouldn't have said sagging. That didn't that didn't end up the way I wanted. But either way, you should get on a male vitality stack from chalk, so it'll help with the sagging. I'm I'm gonna stop saying that now. Female vitality stack might help with the sagging too. I don't know. There's a lot of the sagging. We're just gonna keep going with it now. But the, either way, there's 35 percent off chalk subscriptions with the promo code Jesse. Natural herbal supplements, anti-communists at chalk. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days without big pharma filth, naturally. Ladies, female vitality stack, what, what would it be like to not need that afternoon cup of coffee anymore? Chuck.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. Let me clarify, they have endless natural herbal supplements. You have ailments, you have things that are bothering you, go check it out. Chuck.com. Promo code Jesse. All right? Remember, you can cancel the subscription at any time. Go make it happen. Now, breakfast burritos versus breakfast tacos and Winston Churchill. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, don't don't, don't bob your head with the beat of that sorry song. It's not a good song. It's not a good song at all. It's terrible. There's no rhythm. There's no melody. It's a bad song. No, there's not, Chris. It's bad. It's a 
I can't still play an instrument. I've been playing air guitar since before you were born, Chris. Anyway, it's the Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So I got an interesting question here. Dear, submit, dear symmetrical menu whisperer, well, not your teeth. They're not symmetrical. What's wrong with my teeth? I have good teeth. Anyway, what is the proper etiquette for returning undercooked food at a restaurant so that you don't get it back with something gross added to it? Okay, so I'm of two minds here, and let me explain. My first legal job I ever had was washing dishes. I had a neat legal job before that because I was too young for a job, and one of my buddies' dad was super crooked and paid me under the table to wash cars, but my first official job was washing dishes. And I remember, like it was yesterday, one, how horrible that job was, and two, I remember being in the kitchen, I was talking to the chefs, when somebody sent an order back, and why did they send the order back? Because they had ordered a cheeseburger without the cheese on it because the person was lactose intolerant. I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, so cheeseburger, no cheese. So they just wanted a hamburger. And I remember watching the chef as I'm talking to him. Waitress comes back, hands in the plate back. Hey, remember I put on the ticket, no cheese. He said, oh, okay. And just as he's talking to me, he takes the plate, sets it down, takes the top off the burger, pulls the patty with the melted cheese on it off, Walks over to the sink, sprays the cheese off the burger patty, walks back over, slaps it down on the bun, hands it back to her and says, there you go, and just keeps talking to me like it was nothing. And I remember standing there staring in horror at what I just witnessed. And keep in mind, that was, it was so nonchalant. It wasn't. That, that was the part that really got me. It wasn't his first time. All right, that was just simply what you did. Well, make some adjustments. It was simply what you did. Now, when, when I say I'm a little torn on this, this is what I mean. That said, now, I've, I've been there. I've, I've been to the puppet show. I've seen the strings. I know what kind of things goes on. I got a glimpse of it. In case you're wondering, I never touched anybody's food. I would never. I view that as a gross violation. You know how much I, I live to eat. So I would view that as a gross violation of my code. I will never touch your food. Not even as a prank. It's even one of those pranks very common in the Marine Corps. Mess with someone's food. Put something in it. And as big of a, uh, as much of a participant in several different things like that as I was, never anyone's food. No. Your food doesn't get touched. Not by me. That said... I will send food back very, very rarely, very rarely, but I will send it back if, and I can't stress this enough, if I'm in a very nice restaurant. Now, it's not that the kitchen staff at some very nice restaurant, it's not as if they're better people, but there tends to be more supervision because if you're running uh, some fancy schmancy, what's a fancy steakhouse chain? Capital Grill. Capital Grills are all over the place. Some fancy steakhouse chain. If you're running a Capital Grill, delicious, by the way. If you're running a Capital Grill, you can't afford, with all the other competition out there, you can't afford to have a scandal of, hey, this chef rubbed his butt on someone's steak. You can't, you can't afford that. So there's more supervision. Even then, it's rare that I'll do it. It's got to be bad for me to do it. So I will do it, but it's rare. 
as far as etiquette goes, there's nothing wrong with sending food you paid for back to be prepared the way you asked to have it prepared. You just better be prepared for some extras. All right? We like to... I'm, I'm, I'm the most guilty person in the world of this. We like to imagine the people we interact with in the professional realm. We like to imagine they're all professionals. We like to imagine they're all much more professional than they are. Oh, no, my Uber driver? Oh, I'm sure he's gone through an extensive background check. No, this is not somebody who would ever harm me or steal from me. After all, he drives for Uber. Next day, you pick up a headline, Uber driver assaults his 19th female victim. No, 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 no. The chef. No, he's a chef at Applebee's. I love Applebee's, by the way. He's a chef at Applebee's. I'm sure he's gone through rigorous training, and and the, the FBI probably looked into his life just to make sure he's definitely not the type of guy. All right. One more. Well, I shouldn't say that. One more little history one before we get back to the action. Oh, oh, I do have to address this from Big Lou. Dear Jesse, sorry I only ordered one of your books. <laughs> I offered to buy four of them to give to the wife in her book club, but she said they're all liberal commies and she was afraid they might burn our house to the ground if she took them. So I only bought one. His name's Lou. Uh, listen, don't get yourself in trouble with these books, but this is absolutely the type of book that you can hand to a... Uh, family member it's got a 50 50 shot of offending them horrifically or waking them up to what they are because it is the anti-communist manifesto and i go through issue after issue after issue and i do lay out in the book how many just well-meaning people out there they think they're oh, i'm just a democrat i'm just a liberal i'm a lefty no, I'm just a gay activist. No, I'm just a black activist. No, I'm just a feminist. No, they have genuinely no idea that they are Marxists. They don't know. It's laid out pretty clearly in the book for them. Is that going to hurt some feelings? Yeah, it sure is. Might wake some people up, though. Um, JesseKellyBook.com, by the way, is where you go buy it. There's a bunch of different links there, so you can buy it from whatever's easiest. So it's, it's you know, all kinds of different ones. Independence and Barnes and & Noble and Amazon and all the different places where they put it out there. Chris said to donate one to the library. Well, that's the problem. They won't publish it. It's actually, you know what, it's actually a really good idea. Someone else has done it before, I'm sure. I think Kirk Cameron just did it with his book that just came out volunteer to go to a reading at the libraries the same ones where they have the the drag guys come in and read for the kiddos i'll sit down and do some light reading for the kiddos we'll do some anti-communist manifesto reading i've got i've got some passages in there the kids might enjoy might be eye-opening they might have nightmares hey they're communists it's not my fault not my fault kids hey kiddies gather around let us discuss well let us discuss lavrenti beria one of the true monsters of history nobody truly knows about. Well, very few people do. In case you're wondering who Beria is, I think I've done a whole history podcast on Beria before a long time ago. Beria was the head of Stalin's NKVD, Stalin's secret state police, the ones that were out there murdering Soviets by, well, the tens of thousands. Beria was the run running the show. Beria with a real... <clears throat> fondness for young women too just a real monster anyway gather around kitties it's 
It's story time with Jesse. And I should note your kids can read the book, but there's some history of communism in there. Now, let's talk about abortion. Because we talk about that in there too. Keep in mind, this has been an ongoing, purposeful assault on America. Because the elites of this country have for a long time thought there are simply too many people. For some reason, the communist always comes to the same conclusion. You know, there are just too many people alive. That's what's holding my plan back. If some of these people wouldn't be alive any longer, my plans would be easier to implement. And abortion has been a big part of that in this country. It's why I applaud groups like Preborn so much for choosing to wade knee-deep into that fight. Preborn, your $140... Five babies will see life, probably, because of it. $28 buys that young woman an ultrasound. That's all you can do. That's all you do. She wants an abortion. She's seeking one out. Instead, preborn says, hey, just come in for a free ultrasound real quick. She hears that heartbeat. She chooses life most of the time. And keep in mind, these people, two years of care. It's not like it's one ultrasound. Thanks. Have a good one. Enjoy your baby. It's formula, diapers. She needs substance abuse, spousal abuse. She needs two years of care. Talk about putting your money where your morals are. Dial pound 250 and say baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. Now, Churchill and burritos. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. Sean Hannity, weekdays at 3 on 710-WOR. You ever have your home title stolen? Did you even know that was a thing? Your home title getting stolen? Well, let me tell you, it is a thing. I'll never forget opening up my email and seeing my home title in it. And wait a minute, that's that's my signature on it. That's, that's my wife's signature on it. That looks real. Your home title's not in a bank vault somewhere. It's in the cloud now. As we speak, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, there are hackers across the globe looking for your home title. They'll hack in, forge your signature on it, go to a lending institution, take out a loan or five against your home. Guess what? You have to pay that loan back. Oh, Jesse, they'd never do that. They've evicted people for this. Or you can go to court, which you should, but that'll cost you, oh, I don't know, 40, 50 grand. You got 40, 50 grand under the mattress? Or you could just go to HomeTitleLock.com slash Jesse. HomeTitleLock, they lock down your title. Anything goes wrong, they fix it. HomeTitleLock.com slash Jesse. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Almost done with hour two already in the Jesse Kelly Show. I want to circle, I want to circle back to something we played earlier in the week. This jaw-dropping World Economic Forum audio that we played earlier in the week, just in case you missed it, it's a little long. I have to play this for you again. It just, man, it gets creepier by the day, does it not? First off, a video. Uh, It's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime, be more productive, and find love. Sensing your... Just, again, look at how, listen to how they sell it. I'll, I'll let it keep playing. You're going to monitor the brainwaves. What? That sounds creepy. Why? Oh, don't worry. We're going to fight crime. And uh, we're going to make you more productive. And uh, and find love. And find love. Oh, okay. Okay. that's That sounds good. 
Fight crime. Hmm. Just as I let it play on, I want you to marinate on just how many, quote, crimes in these people's eyes you're guilty of. Just, just think about that. Joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure. Your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your co-workers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. Think for a moment how they will use that technology. Now, the, you know what? Here's a great worry. Think for a moment if they had had that technology, if your government, your administrative state, and your corporations had that technology how would they have used it for, let's say, coronavirus? You're not one of those vaccine deniers, are you? Sorry, Bob, come on in here. I know you've been with the company for quite some time. You read the email this morning about our vaccine mandate, and we were monitoring your brain waves. Looks like that's going to be a problem for you, Bob, or it's a problem for you it's a problem for us hold on a second bob we're monitoring your brain waves now it looks like you're not responding to this lecture very well bob it doesn't seem like you want to be a part of this company anymore how do you think the federal bureau of investigation would have responded to what your brain waves were saying as you watched let's say the january 6th protest would your brain waves have maybe prompted a knock at the door from law enforcement are you seeing what I'm saying? How many people, how many people in this room right now have negative feelings about our new diversity, equity, and inclusion push at the company? Who are the racists in this room? Hold on. Let me pull up on my computer. Ooh, Kathy. Hmm. Looks like we have somebody who's a white supremacist in here, Kathy. Starting to understand how truly demented and creepy this is. Friggin' nuts, right? Nuts. All right, we're moving on. We're more, we got to talk about dogs and burritos and Winston Churchill. 
We're going to do even more, a little more history, just a little more history when the Churchill stuff comes up in a second. Heavy World War II stuff tonight. Before we do that, let's get a couple more years out of your dog, out of your puppy. You see, your dog food, as they say at Rough Greens, is dead food. My dog food is dead food. They have to kill it, everything in it. There's nothing alive in it, so it will last. That means your dog doesn't really ever get the nutrition it should get. Rough Greens is not trying to replace your dog's food. That's what your dog eats. It's what your dog likes. Just pour some Rough Greens. It's a supplement. Pour it on the dog's food. We give it to Fred every single morning. Enzymes, digestive enzymes, antioxidants. We're talking all natural stuff here, not chemical filth, omega oils. I've had vet after vet after vet email the show tell me it's given them years, they think, on the end of their dog's life. You want your puppy to get a little more energy, feel better? Roughgreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free jumpstart trial bag. All you pay for is the shipping. R-U-F-F. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. Breakfast burrito recipe. First of all, I have been long torn between the breakfast burrito and breakfast taco as I have a special relationship with both of them. The breakfast burrito is a little easier to eat, a little cleaner to eat. The breakfast taco, it's easier to do the quick open where you can pour various sauces in there and then reclose it. So I'm not going to go into that. I will just say I don't make these things at home, but maybe the greatest thing I've ever found is the half-cooked tortillas they sell in the refrigerated section of these Texas grocery stores. You basically have fresh tortillas anytime you want. What, Chris? You don't understand. Look. Fritos corn chips, I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 bunch of Fritos. There you go, Chris, helping you abla a little bit. That All that said, I'm a simple man. I know you're going to find that shocking. I'm a simple man when it comes to breakfast tacos, breakfast burritos, eggs, cheese, chorizo. That's what I need. And a good green salsa, although that's harder to find than you think. Everyone has a green salsa. Very few people really nail the flavor with enough heat to it. Very few people do, except for this one place down here. It's down in Alvin where Chris grew up. This one place is such a dump. It's attached to a laundromat. I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. It's attached to a laundromat. You can't even find it. But you go in the place, and there's it's, there's a line out the door half the time. And it's these little old Mexican ladies in there. And one of them, all she does is this green salsa. And she's back there just homemaking this green salsa every day. Be careful, Mr. Jesse. These are extra spicy today. Extra peppers in there. I go in there quite a bit. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. And I love how they call me Mr. Jesse. Chris, I want you to call me that from now on. Chris, come on. That's part of the workplace. HR, he won't tell me, he won't call me what I want. All right. That's enough of Jewish producer Chris for now. We can't, we can't culture him every single minute of the show. So we're going to move on. We'll try to teach him some history. Someone has a Winston Churchill question, a national divorce question, and cold bread. What? Hang on. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.